In this episode of Home Music Studio One, I want to talk to you about selecting the best audio recording software for your home studio. That's coming up, so don't go anywhere. Hello everyone, Dave Maxey here with uh, HomeMusicStudio1.com. Thank you for joining me today. I want to remind you if you are listening to this episode, which is officially episode number 19, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, you can now get the video version as well by heading on over to YouTube.com forward slash HMusicStudio1. That's HMusicStudio1 and you could subscribe to our channel there as well. Uh, this is the show where you can learn how to produce professional audio audio on any size budget. We've been kind of tooling at this for quite a while. And uh, so again, this is episode number 19. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, if you haven't joined literally the hundreds of growing community members that are now signed up for the newsletter to get weekly and exclusive and and fresh content, I want to invite you to head on over to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash free gift. And uh, just as a thank you from me to you for you signing up for the newsletter that won't cost you anything. Uh, I put together a free ebook that will answer one of the most popular questions I get asked, and that is entitled Understanding Compression in the Home Music Studio. And so uh, head on over again to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash free gift, and uh, I'll get that ebook out to you right away. It won't cost you a thing. And uh, that'll also sign you up for free and exclusive content that'll come right directly to your inbox on a weekly basis. And I'd love to have you part of that growing community of literally nowadays. Uh, hundreds of people that are part of that as well. And so with that, uh, I want to read something to you as we start our episode today. It's kind of a success story that I love to share. And so let me go ahead and take a look at my computer. All right, this is a, a, an email that I received. It's actually a, a Facebook message uh, from Josh Reeves. And Josh is part of the Dynamic Range Compression course. And uh, Josh is also, as part of that, able to, uh, to get in part of that free coaching bonus. That is part of the exclusive Facebook membership coaching uh, uh, club there that is part of the Dynamic Range Compression course. And so uh, here's the feedback that Josh left recently. And he says, hello, all. Uh, really excited to bring professional techniques to my home recordings. I never could get the audio quality, uh, the quality of my recordings that I was pursuing. After a few episodes of Home Music Studio One, my recording quality really improved. I can't wait to see how much the compression lessons help. And uh, Josh, I want to thank you very much for uh, your comment here, and uh, and just let me know, uh, you know, how you're how you're doing, uh, you know. And, and I realize that a lot of you out there have questions about, well, I wonder what kind of results we can get, and that's the reason I wanted to read this to you. Um, Josh is kind of part of a, a, what I guess would be kind of a, an acoustic. Um, more of like a, a folk rock band, I believe, I guess is how you'd say that. And so if you're into kind of that acoustic folk uh, music, you can check out Josh's page and, and some of those that he plays with there uh, at facebook.com forward slash the Bulletsville Bandits. And that is the Bulletsville Bandits. And uh, that'll take you uh, to his Facebook page. You can kind of see some of the things there. He also has a link as well to some of the SoundCloud files. And uh, if you're interested in kind of that folk acoustic sound, this will give you some real life examples of some of the things that Josh is able to put together. I've had a listen to those myself. And uh, in that style of music, some are pretty cool sounding. Okay. He's doing a real great job with kind of the acoustic mix 
of getting the multiple guitars in there. So you're going to want to check that out. And again, thank you very much, Josh, for uh, letting me know. I uh, always love to hear back from anyone that is a uh, part of the community. And so I want to invite those of you as well uh, who have yet to chime in to, uh, to join in on the conversation at our Facebook page. Headed on over to facebook.com forward slash home music studio one. And uh, my goodness, we have increased uh, several hundred on the likes in the past week since our uh, last episode. I think we were somewhere around 299 and now we're at 557. And so what that tells me is that's just more community members. It's more people that are uh, coming on board and, and I love it. And so uh, continue to bring your questions to me. Uh, and I love to use those in future episodes. It helps me really kind of prepare content to make sure that I'm answering questions you're asking. And so that's really helpful as well. And just thank you all around, all of you for your support. I really appreciate it. I'm blown away when I look at the stats and realize that there's people literally all over the globe that are downloading the episodes, reading the blog, uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel as well. And this community is growing really fast. And so uh, I'm very excited about that. And I want to welcome all of you for being a part of that as well. And so um, I want to get into something today uh, that we've kind of addressed a little bit. And by way of explanation, I've been talking kind of about this process of recording from A to Z. And I started our last episodes of just kind of giving some groundwork. And uh, these are really kind of these initial few episodes by way of explanation, maybe are a little more geared toward those of you that are just getting started in home recording, or uh, maybe you started for a little bit, but you would consider yourself to be kind of very beginning in these stages. I realize a lot of uh, the community members are also more intermediate, and a few of you guys have been doing this for a long time. And and, uh, you know, I've got some great suggestions from you as well. Uh, but these these uh, initial few are kind of really geared toward those of you that are just kind of beginning uh, or would consider yourself to, even if you've done it for a while, to be more of a beginner to help kind of lay a groundwork of, of the process of recording a song in your own home studio. And I started by giving you kind of a behind-the-scenes picture of the gear that I have. Uh, and hopefully in that video, you were able to just check out and realize that, uh, you know what, I don't have thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And uh, I just showed you a, a video basically of my home recording setup. And if you've yet to check that out in the blog, uh, go ahead and do that. And uh, and just so you know, uh, we're kind of following along in this process. And I'll, I'll show you in that video some of the gear that I have. And just to let you know that without spending thousands of dollars, I've been able to achieve some very professional audio results. Results. And uh, uh, with that said, we kind of continued on looking at uh, recording audio interfaces and selecting the best audio interface. And uh, that was our last episode, episode number 18. Today, I want to kind of spin off of that kind of the, the extra piece of the audio interface is uh, doing an episode here of kind of a reminder of a few things to us, but but uh, in selecting the, the best audio recording software. In the industry, we would call recording software that's installed on a computer as a digital audio workstation. That's what we would say. Most people would say DAW for short. And so selecting the best audio recording software, uh, this does have a huge part to play with your audio interface, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I want to begin this by reading something that I found very, very inter uh, interesting here. Uh, let me go over to this document right here. And uh, well, one of the things I've done in the, the beginning part of the new year here 
is I sent out kind of a survey and uh, just to let you know at the time of this recording, the community of those of you that have downloaded these audio versions of the episode, just the audio version alone, we've now exceeded 14 and a half thousand downloads. And uh, that is that just excites me. But uh, I, I was able to send out kind of a, a survey just asking some questions from you guys, those that are, that are part of this growing community. And uh, on that list was one question about what recording software are you using? What DAW are you using to record with in your own home studio? Something that really helps me out is just kind of understanding where people are coming from. Uh, what I what I was kind of a little surprised by and find very interesting is the results I got from the answers of those of you that, that filled out this survey, uh, which was, again, was a really good cross-section of the community that we have developing. And so um, on this list of recording software, uh, I threw down several of them that I could think of right off the bat. It's not 100% inclusive, but, uh, and then I also gave a little category where those of you that had some things that maybe you were using that I didn't mention, you could also mention what you're using as well. Let me read these to you as they were part of the question of, these are all digital audio workstations that are available today. Uh, Number one, kind of an alphabetical order here. We've got Ableton Live, Adobe Audition, Apple Logic, uh, Ardour, Audacity, uh, of course, Avid's Pro Tools, uh, Cakewalk Sonar, uh, Reaper, Cubase, FL Studio, Presonus Studio, uh, GarageBand. And then also under the other category, I allowed you guys just to submit your own responses of other software that you're using. And here's some of the responses we got from there. Uh, Linux Multimedia Studio, SoundForage, Acid Pro, MixCraft, Samplitude Pro, PG Music Band in a Box. That's a new one that I've never heard of even. Uh, Reason and then Traction. And uh, and I think one more that was mentioned to me after this was uh, a program called Fruity Loops as well. And so here we go. We've got this big cross section now of all these different digital audio workstations that are available. These are all recording or audio recording software packages available to install on your computer that allow uh, the the digital information that your audio interface is converting from your microphone, from your instruments. The digital audio workstation allows you to then manipulate that sound, mix it, adjust it, change it with all the different plugins of EQ, compression, and so on and so forth. This is what your audio recording software is is providing. And here's what I found most interesting about these responses. When I began to look through this list, uh, I was able to break these down percentage-wise from your responses. And here's what I found just back at the top again. If you're watching this by video, you kind of got a head start on me, but let me read this to you. Uh, Those of you that are using Ableton Live of the community, 7% of you are using that. 2.8% of you are using Adobe Audition. 14.1% 14.1% are using Apple's Logic, 1.4% uh, are using Ardour, uh, 11.3% are using Audacity, uh, 18.3% are using Avid's Pro Tools. Uh, maybe you thought that that was going to be really, really high number, but uh, you know what? 18.3% are using Pro Tools. 113 are using Sonar, 9.9% are using Reaper, 11.3% are using Cubase, are using FL Studio, another 7% are using PreSonus Studio One, 8.5% of you are using GarageBand, and then the other categories that I mentioned that fall under the other, the other, 
which includes Linux Multimedia Studio, SoundForage, Acid Pro, MixCraft, Samplitude Pro, PG Music Band in a Box, Reason, and Traction. Uh, in that category, 26.8% of you are using uh, one or more of, of the digital audio workstations, the recording software in that category as well. So what do we have here? We've got a ridiculously uh, diversified cross-section of all these different uh, home recording, uh, audio recording software packages that are being used today. And uh, I want to say that if we look over the years, there has definitely been kind of an industry standard. And I, th I still think in, in many ways it is still true today that Avid's Pro Tools definitely is at the top of this list when it comes to the standard of audio production in the market today. In many ways, Pro Tools has kind of been, uh, you know, the, the pivotal point or kind of the tower that a lot of these other software programs, when they were developed, were really kind of aiming at, okay? And so uh, I am not, uh, I'll say right off the bat, I am not a Pro Tools hater. I have used Pro Tools for years. I actually love Pro Tools. I, I think uh, even though it has a few weaknesses, uh, it's a great program, okay? And so when it comes to these other programs, many of them were developed to be kind of uh, the look and the feel of Pro Tools, okay? And so uh, in one sense, that is still true that Pro Tools is definitely kind of an industry standard as well today. But now we also have all these other options out there. And what I want to help you do is kind of narrow down this list because you might say, well, thanks, Dave. You know, now I'm confused even more. Which one do I choose? OK, you just read me like 25 different, uh, you know, audio recording uh, software packages out there. So now what? Well, I want to help you kind of narrow this down just a little bit. Again, maybe this is more applicable for those of you that are just kind of new into recording uh, or you consider yourself a beginner and you, you haven't quite got there yet. Uh, and so here, here's what I would say right off the bat. I want to remind us of three things that I've already mentioned, three questions that you always have to ask yourself regarding the software you choose for home recording. The number one question is, can I afford it? Number two is, uh, am I able to get over the learning curve? Can I learn how to use it? Number three, does it do what I need it to do? Those three questions I've kind of covered before, so I won't mention too much about them, but it's very important to understand that on this list, you might be a person who just is all about Pro Tools and because of your budget, because of your knowledge, and uh, because of the projects you're working on, that Pro Tools fits exactly your situation, then you have selected the best uh, audio recording software for you. However, maybe your budget is different. Maybe you're in a different environment. Maybe you were able to get a piece of software that came with your audio interface and you're using Apple Logic or you're using uh, something altogether different. And uh, if such is the case, you may have those three questions that you could answer yes to, but it could be a total different uh, recording software package, and that is completely okay. So I want to always remind us before we, uh, you know, burn someone's house down or throw a burning cross in the yard because they are not a fill in the blank digital audio workstation user, okay, whatever it is you use, uh, I need to remind us that as a community, we've got people all over the map. And in, in many ways, uh, some of these definitely are a little more costly than others. Some of these are in a different price brackets for sure. 
But in many ways, uh, when it comes to the basics, the hardcore, the 101 needs that we have as, as uh, recording engineers in our own home studio projects, many of these aren't better or worse. They're just different. Okay. And I want to make that very clear off the bat. And I think that we really need to be careful to respect one another when we're, uh, when we're working in uh, the environment that we use. I've been asked a lot, well, Dave, why don't you do Pro Tools tutorials? Why don't you do, uh, you know, Sonar, Reaper? Why don't you do GarageBand tutorials and everything in between? And the reason is because we are all over the map with the software we use. And so what I'm trying to do is really kind of keep us in in uh, tutorials that allow us to, uh, to be something that will apply to almost all of these. And so uh, today... I want to go just a little bit deeper, and I want to just get very specific uh, when it comes to uh, recording software. And I simply want to tell you what I would recommend to help narrow this list down. Again, first starting with those three questions. Can you afford it? Can you get over the learning curve? Can you learn how to use it? And does it do what you need it to do? If you can answer yes to those three questions, then uh, whatever software you've answered yes to, whatever record audio recording software you have answered yes to in those three questions is, uh, in my mind, it is definitely probably the right pick for you to start with. And so don't feel bad that you don't have something else. Definitely start with where you have. That's my whole point of encouragement is start somewhere. And if you answered yes to those three questions, then you are ready to go. Uh, and so don't worry about what you don't have. But if you're if you're still trying to select your software, let me help narrow the field down a little bit. And I'm going to do this with the idea of this creating professional audio on any size budget. Okay. Um, even though throughout the years, I've had access to just hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, of gear at times. Uh, even the organization that uh, I did a lot of live recording with, $6,000 worth of DW drum kit, custom dumb, uh, drums and cymbals in, in its own special room. We could record live audio for a full entire band, pulled 24 tracks at once, uh, went through an Allen & Heath mixer, analog gear, and eventually uh, got digital bumped down uh, through into a Pro Tools box, okay? And so I'm very familiar with, uh, with the ins and outs of just expensive stuff. But when it came to my own personal personal recording environment, I didn't have that kind of budget. And so uh, I've kind of had to translate what happens in the professional world to my own personal setup just because I didn't have that kind of money to work with. And so these are the things that I'm going to share with you are the reasons that I have selected the software that I would recommend are all underneath this creating professional audio uh, on any size budget and really more on the affordable side of things. So keep that in mind. Uh, and I'm going to mention the very first one that I would recommend if you have kind of a smaller budget to work with, but you uh, you want to get started in digital audio recording and you're looking for a great uh, audio recording software to start with, Reaper is my number one pick for affordability and for quality and features. And you can find more about Reaper. We've mentioned this before from Reaper.fm. And uh, briefly, the reason I love Reaper is, uh, number one, you can download a fully functional version of Reaper that has no limitations other than a little pop-up window will come up when you start it, uh, and, and it will not cost you anything. Completely free download, including all the plugins. Everything is fully functional. So what I love about Reaper is, uh, you know, you for free, you can download and actually record a project and you'll have no limitations in that project. You're not going to get audio dropouts every 10 seconds. You're, you're going to be able to do everything the full version of that program has. It's just when you start it, it's going to bring up a little window that says, hey, you've been evaluating this for X amount of days. Uh, you know, do you like it? Why not buy it? 
And uh, if it is something that, you know, does connect with you, I would definitely encourage you to buy it. And here's the other thing I love about Reaper. If you buy it uh, for, for a single user in a, in a personal environment, it's only 60 bucks. Uh, really hard to beat $60 for what you're going to get. Now, uh, in our list, there was a mention of uh, Audacity. Uh, love Audacity, great tools. I've done a lot of work uh, doing some audio cleaning up with Audacity, and uh, you may be using Audacity. If you're used to Audacity, I would encourage you to check out Reaper, and here's why. Audacity does not allow you to manipulate audio in real time very easily, okay? You can kind of preview, and, and there are some hardware things that you could do some workarounds, but in general, with a default install of Audacity, you're not manipulating or mixing in real time. Reaper, on the other hand, will give you that ability in addition to using VST plugins to process that audio in real time as well. That is very important when it comes to mixing in uh, the home recording environment. You need to be able to, to have that ability. And so check out Reaper. Reaper is uh, available for both Mac and PC. And uh, so that's a great option there as well. And honestly, it's on my list. It would be the number one recommendation that I would tell out of any of the things that are on my list. If you are budget-minded and you want to get something to start with that's going to give you a good amount of features, that's not going to lock you down and, and kind of limit you with what it has available, but you want to be able to expand it with VST plugins in the future, you want to learn something that can grow with you, Reaper is definitely my number one option when it comes to budget and value. Uh, now, the second thing that I would recommend uh, is a program called Ardour. And uh, here's the thing about Ardour. Uh, there's two options to getting uh, involved in, in picking up a copy of Ardour. Ardour is another one. Here's what I love about it. Number one, it's totally free. Uh, but the two options I mentioned about is a setup uh, using the Linux operating system. Now, Ardour will run on both Mac and Linux. However, uh, if you're a Linux guy out there, I know I am. I do a dual boot uh, with uh, my laptop here, and I use Windows uh, 7, 64-bit, uh, and then I do a dual boot with Ubuntu Studio, or Ubuntu. I've got kind of a custom version of uh, not using the studio, but uh, my own preloaded version that I use there uh, at times. And uh, you know what? If you can get over the learning curve of using Linux, um, Ardour and the part the package even with the uh, Ubuntu Studio uh, is going to be kind of basically all based on Ardour, the, the recording software there, and it's fully functional. Uh, it's going to give you some plugins that come with it a huge amount, really. Uh, parts of it maybe aren't as pretty as some things in the Mac and Windows environment, but I'll tell you what, they have come a long ways from where they used to be. But it, when it comes to functionality, uh, there is a huge amount of functionality that you're going to get, and you're going to get it absolutely free as long as this supports the hardware you're using. Uh, the audio interface, Ardour is another option, and it's number two on my list. And I would actually recommend uh, taking a really hard look at Ubuntu Studio and running Ardour. Uh, if you're not a Mac person and you're a Windows person, I would look at maybe uh, processing, maybe even considering getting over the learning curve of, uh, of learning Linux, okay? Uh, and it's something that you don't necessarily have to trash your computer with. Uh, Linux will be able to be, in, in Ubuntu Studio will be able to be installed on your machine side by side from your Windows environment. It'll allow you to select which version of uh, which operating system you want to start when you boot up the computer. And so you won't have to trash what you have. But if you can get over the learning curve, you're going to get the stability of a Mac, but you're going to get the affordability of uh, open source software, which is important when you're budget minded. Okay. Again, this is a, another great option for those of you that are uh, maybe don't have quite as much budget to work with. And then lastly, uh, in the Windows environment only, 
Uh, if you do have a little bit of budget to work with, uh, between three to five hundred dollar range, which is still uh, will not allow you to get into the full version of Pro Tools unless you get uh, you know an upgrade option or something like that. I would highly recommend the other program that I use often, and that is Sonar X2 producer version, um, as well as just the standard version of Sonar X2. And here's why. Um, this particular version that I have right now is Sonar X2 producer. The reason I landed here as opposed to Pro Tools is this, the value that I was able to achieve for the amount of money that I was able to spend. Now, I do not often have 300 bucks or 500 bucks to spend on gear, but I'll tell you right now, this is probably the most expensive piece of software that I have in my whole uh, setup. And uh, it's one of the few things that I did hold out and kind of set aside money for uh, and get. And uh, what originally happened was in this last year, I have uh, my Allen & He's Z14 mixer that came with uh, a copy of Sonar, an LE version. And I was able to actually update that for 200 $99 to Sonar X2 producer. And uh, here's what I love about this particular uh, version of this program. Now, I have yet to find something that I need to accomplish, uh, even with my years of experience, that I have not been able to accomplish in X2 producer. The first thing that I love absolutely is this pro channel right here. Uh, this is something that works in conjunction with uh, every track that you have on here that's audio-based. And um, what it allows you to do is just to get all these different plug-in options uh, that gives you right here. I'm going to kind of let you do the list here. Um, this is something that is made to kind of emulate a mixer. So if you look over here, this uh, EQ is both the parametric, but you also have some knobs here to work with. You can sweep and kind of select the Q value in uh, its parametric up here. You can also adjust it from this uh, side as well, which is kind of gives you that nice visual, uh, but high quality plugin as far as that is concerned, very, uh, very accurate. Uh, definitely give you some different types of EQ that you can even use within this as well. Uh, also has a, a high pass filter and a low pass filter filter. Um, within the, the pro channel, there's two different types of compressors that support uh, one of them. This one here supports sidechain and uh, this other compressor over here, let's see, uh, replace module. This guy right here um, is also uh, a U-type compressor that is kind of made, these are both made to kind of emulate the analog days a little bit in, in the way they operate. They both both work really well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a, a saturation plugin on here, a tube plugin on here that's simply part of this pro channel. These are all default plugins that came with a producer version of X2. Uh, within here, they also uh, have included um, an awesome reverb program that comes with X2, which is really good. It's full 64-bit processing there as opposed to 32 on the plugin. Also, uh, a console emulator, a bus version of it, as well as a channel version of it, which allows you three different types of kind of creating a little bit of that emulation of that analog noise that would come into your mix. Default with uh, the standard install of X2 Producer. Uh, I love the fact that it also came with uh, some really great, uh, decent piano sounds here. Uh, this is the True Pianos from uh, Made by Cakewalk. Great sounding piano, as well as, uh, check this out here, came with a full version of uh, Session Drummer, which is uh, is just a really another great uh, setup when it comes to drums. Got some great sounds, some really uh, you know good tools to program a full mix with there as well, uh, and, and comes from really good samples uh, as well. I highly encourage that. 
that as well. Came also with uh, an install version of some virtual instruments. This uh, this guy right here uh, allows the bass guitar. And so uh, at the moment, I don't actually own a bass. Uh, I sold some of my gear and I don't have a bass. And the, the last projects that I have done, uh, I've actually used this. And uh, I've had a few people that do play bass that wanted to know whose bass I borrowed in order to do the project. Okay. And so uh, definitely has some great uh, sounds there as well. Again, default all came part of that. And then uh, if that wasn't enough, I've got a whole arsenal of plugins that came default with uh, as far as uh, this guy here, Channel Tools. These all came default with X2 Producer for $299. This guy here is a stereo width widener. Also allows you to do some mid-side processing. Uh, awesome. 64-bit EQ, which works great for mastering. And uh, this guy being, uh, you know, allows you to kind of the graphic version to be able to adjust and do anything you want. Very smooth for mastering, full 64-bit processing. Uh, comes with a mastering uh, a compressor limiter on here. This uh, this guy here, I love. I've used the Boost uh, plugin many, many times. Uh, use it on the, the podcast, all sorts of stuff. So really great there. And uh, the list goes on and on and on. It's got some exciters in it, some compressors as well. Uh, the Sonitis uh, plug-in package also comes with this, uh, some different tube things. Uh, I mean, it just, the list goes on and on of the features that came with Producer that were completely stock. And so my recommendation, if you've got between that two to $500 range to spend, depending on if you can upgrade or not, would be to highly consider Sonar X2 Producer, uh, allowing you to get those features that I have there. Uh, if you head to the toolbox uh, link on the site, there is an option over there. Uh, this is an affiliate link there, which uh, there's just a small portion of that. If you did buy this through the site, that would go back into Home Music Studio One. Uh, but check that out if that's interest to you. Uh, you can also head to cakewalk.com and you can get a demo version of this as well and uh, and try it with your audio interface and see what you think. Uh, so my three recommendations are number one, Reaper for affordability and features. Uh, number two, check out Arduer with uh, possibly the Ubuntu Studio install or even Arduer. Uh, if you uh, guys are using uh, the Mac there, you can check that out. And number three, look at the Sonar products, particularly what I'm using is X2 Producer. And uh, hopefully that'll kind of narrow the list down just a little bit. Again, don't forget our three questions. If you can afford it, uh, if you can learn how to use it, and if it'll do what you need, then you probably already have the right recording software. Just get started with where you're at and continue working with that. And uh, I think you, you just got to get started. Uh, with that, guys, hopefully this has been helpful to you. If you got more questions, let me know. Uh, put the comments there in the bottom of this post. I'd love to hear from you, as well as on the YouTube channel. You can also send me an email at Dave at homemusicstudio1.com. And uh, if, again, if you haven't signed up and joined us in the community of the newsletter subscribers, head on over to homemusicstudio1.com uh, forward slash free gift, and you can do that. And uh, I'll get that free ebook out to you entitled Understanding Compression uh, in the Home Music Studio. It won't cost you a thing. Love to have you part of the community. With that, uh, until next time, this is David Maxey with homemusicstudio1.com. 